Hello everybody, Heidi B, Talk of the Town. Um, I want to talk about something I read in the book, Why We Can't Sleep, by Ada Calhoun, who is talking about the experience of, you know, our our age Gen Xers, you know, in terms of um, our struggles in life. And I'm not done with the book yet. And there's a lot, you know, like, so because I'm audio booking it, I can't really like make notes, but this was something that stood out to me was she talks about those of us with children. Um, we don't really like task them with serious chores. And I know in my house, I would like to do that more. And I think I really, really do think it started with like Ray being kind of like, oh, you know, don't make him do that. And Ray is helpful. So I can't say like, it's Ray's fault, you know, but when we were growing up and my sister will back me up on this. I mean, I was like Cinderella guys. I did the laundry. I did the grocery shopping. I took care of my brother Um, I did not do summer school freshman year. Not that I would have wanted to, but it's not my job to know what I want to do when I'm 14 years old. I mean, my parents are supposed to help you a little bit. I'm sure, you know, they were like, well, you know, Heidi takes care of her brother. So rather than going to summer school and like getting a leg up and getting my act together, I babysat my brother and smoked cigarettes on the porch all summer. So, um, everything is my parents' fault. No, I'm kidding. But Um, I had a lot of responsibility and I don't like complaining really isn't my style period, but, um, it wouldn't have done me any good because my parents would not have cared. There would be no acquiescing on their end. If I was like, look, I don't want to do all this stuff. And my friend Dave Steffes, when I would get in trouble or my dad would be like raging at me for something, um, he'd be like, you're so, you're so good. I can't believe your parents you know, would ever be like disappointed with you, you know, but I did things worthy of being disappointed for, but not contributing would never be one of those. So, uh, what's the answer? Make our kids do more chores, but also we'd have to like change our own hearts in terms of like, if, you know, if I get a rolled eye or whatever, either, you know, you have to like whip them into shape, like, you know, don't you give me that eye roll or, you know, become totally immune to their rages. You know, Wolfgang never complains. You know, there might be like, he might like skip a beat and be a little kind of like, uh, okay, but he'll, he'll do what he will do what I ask (laughs) or he won't do what I ask, but he won't be a jerk about it. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you. Bye. Hey, this is Bridget. Um, it is crazy that you talked about ISU and the lack mm-hmm. of cool guys there. Cause I was just talking to Dan about that last night in contrast to Vanderpump rules. Cause there's a smacks guy. And I'm like, this reminds me of like ISU where there's like one semi huge guy who's like, not even all that. And a hundred girls for him. You know, I was trying to explain to him that, you know, when you come from, metropolitan Chicago and, you know, just have had some experiences. It's like not your first beer. 
that so many of these, you go to college and ISU and some of these people, I'm like, you just can't hang. And I'm, uh, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home because I'm not fighting over this dude. That's all I have. Goodbye. Hello. Good morning. This is Heidi Becker, Talk of the Town. In response to what my sister just said about <clears throat> ISU and the lack of anybody cool, um, that is dudes. Okay. And we hung out with some fun guys. But those guys all had like super serious girlfriends. And that is tough too. Because you're like, okay, well, all my friends are in these like, you know, monogamous (laughs) long-term relationships. I mean, for us, some were like coming from high school, like high school sweethearts that went to college. And uh, also Bridget and I worked, you know, so there was like a whole different thing happening here. You know, Bridget's roommates, she had two of them. One was like involved with a guy for a long time. And the other, well, the other one got involved with like an older guy, and, and you know they ended up getting married or whatever. And for me, I lived with, you know, a couple from high school, or you know, I lived with the girl, and she was a couple from high school, and you know, another couple, and then and then there was you know one outlier, which would be Melanie, was you know, <laughs> you know, just a just a big old slut like the rest of us, you know. <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, but it was definitely slim pickings. And it's amazing because, like, I, I did have a couple of boyfriends, um, obviously so unworthy of me. Like, so ridiculously unworthy of me. It wasn't even funny. And I would go to my involved friends, especially the girls, and the worst piece of advice I ever got was this. Well, if it doesn't matter in five years, it's not going to matter now. And sometimes, like, a person will say a thing, and you really decide you're going to, like, hang your hat on that. You're like, oh, well, okay. But here's the thing. Um, This was coming from a person that was, that would have dated, like, maybe one person before this person. And then she married, like, the third person. So I think that, you know, that that's like, you know, advice meant to like make you feel better about like, oh, just like let your hair down or whatever. But if you're a thinking woman and everybody around you is, is like not even that great, now you're like lowering your standards and like not even being yourself to get the, um, you know, attention of somebody who's just like whatever. Like somebody you wouldn't even have known in high school. And I don't even mean that like in a shitty way. I'm just saying like somebody you wouldn't have been friends with, somebody you would not have wanted to date. They would have just been like some, like from another friend group that you never even saw, you know? And what Bridget said about having your first beer, um, I don't know if it's just, just LT, but I felt like, you know, we were like very like sophisticated and on the fast track in terms of um, years of partying kind of. By the time you got to college, you're like, listen, I'm not going to fight with some guy over a beer, like gross, you know, and you go to a party and just be like, no, nobody had any like party skills or manners. And you'd be like, step aside, junior, that keg is not tapped correctly. And then you go over there like a boss and like redo it. And then you'd like have like your cup in your mouth while you're fixing, you know, their jacked up keg. And they'd be like, well, I was next in line. You're like, listen, dipshit. If I didn't happen upon this lame party because I'm a freshman and I don't know any better yet and I'm not having my own parties, you wouldn't even have beer. This natural light would be going to waste and none of you would have diarrhea tomorrow. So you can thank me for that and you should have given me this cup for free, first of all, because I'm a chick and second of all, because I just saved saved your lame, weird party. 
All right, peace out. Good morning, everybody. You're going to hear some Wolfgang's wokeness today, and I'd like to provide you with this informative key to help you negotiate this smart 15-year-old's language. Um, I'm sure you know this already, but I'll just remind you, everybody. Red is Republican. Blue is Democrat. And he uses another word that begins with a C. Conservative? No. Like most people are this. Moderate? No. Uh, Classicist or... Centrist? Centrist, yeah. Okay, so the word is centrist. What does it mean? Don't take a bite yet. Centrists are people who, they don't lead, they don't politically lean left wing or right wing. They're just in the middle. They're okay with the way things are. To which I said, is that most people? I don't know. Okay. Because I thought centrist meant like a person that is not, that is neither Republican or Democrat, but I, I feel like most of us are like you know, somewhere in between. Like, you, you fall this way on that issue, you fall that way on this issue. And there's more, there's more ideologies than just, like, liberal and conservative. Like, you, there are other, like, ideas besides liberalism and conservatism. Right. So, I'm going to decipher this for you now. This is Wolfgang's position. Ray was saying, basically, that he would vote for anybody that is not Trump. So if the Democratic ticket is Bloomberg, Ray would vote Bloomberg. And Wolfie got fired up, and he said, basically, Bloomberg is as bad as Trump. He's a total scumbag. I say he's as bad as Trump, but he's, he is a scumbag. I, don't, I, don't, I can't say definitively that Bloomberg is as bad as Donald Trump, but he is a scumbag. So that it would be better... To vote for a third party, even if it meant you had to endure another four years of Trump, because you need to send the message to the Democratic Party that they need to put up a candidate that is worthy of election. Is this correct? Yeah. Even though it's bad, like, you know, having to put up with, like, you know, having to not, you know... Basically, not vote against Donald Trump. That's bad. Like, that's like... Hard for us to do. It's hard. But I, my fear is that um, the Democratic Party is going to be empowered to elect more scumbags in the future. Um, uh, you know, under the, uh, you know, the idea that they can get away with uh, nominating these because we're just going to keep voting for them because they're not Republican. Okay. And I, I would say to that, Wolfie... Mm. That the Democrats are also, you know, operating from a place of fear because, you know, they, they, I, I could not believe that Hillary Clinton did not win. Okay. And she did win the popular vote. And I'm no Hillary fan. I'm just saying that when Trump came up to be elected or whatever, you know, in the last election, I mean, it was like laughable to me. I'm like, well, of course he's not going to become president, you know? So now the Democratic Party is like, you know, we've we've seen the worst. Like the worst thing can happen, which is somebody like Trump is elect is elected. So we have to put somebody in there that can, you know, curry enough favor to win, right? And Bernie maybe is just a little too grandpa ish. What do you think? I would actually <clears throat> disagree with that statement. Well, first of all, for me, 
I mean, the way I see it is, um, we try, like, there was, for me, in the election, what I remember, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt, because I was 12, it seemed like, you know, the Democratic nomination was, like, for, uh, the two candidates I was focused on was, like, Bernie and Hillary, and Hillary was the more centrist candidate, and she lost against Donald Trump, and my thinking is what that leads me to believe and that what that should lead the Democratic Party to leave, believe is that their voting base is more left-wing than it is centrist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they should really, um, you know, even if it means voting for, or even if it means nominating a, a candidate that the Democratic Party might not otherwise nominate, that they should, you know, nominate the person who represents, you know, the people's, like, their voting base, and uh, it's going to win. So you're saying that Bloomberg is not an accurate reflection of what people who identify as Democrats would want? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, they, he's, like, totally... He's... I'm sorry, it's really early in the morning. Um, <laughs> when you think about Mike Bloomberg, I mean, I don't think I don't think a person who is, you know supportive of progressive politics, I think of a person who, I think of a rich billionaire who supported stop and frisk. Like, I don't, I don't trust him to live up to the expectations of Democratic voters. Okay, guys, that, that is Wolfie's woke moment for this morning. So maybe all of us adults, including myself, could, you know, um, learn some more. <laughs> so just going off what Wolfie said, because he's been talking about this for a while, I mean, we're we're like in Bernie's camp over here. I'm gonna learn a little more though before I, you know, say anything. I mean, I'm definitely with with Ray in that like anyone other than Trump. And uh, but we'll see. Okay, bye guys. Hello, this is Heidi B, and I'm here with Wolfgang, and he's ready to lay some wokeness on us. So this is a segment we like to call. Wolfie's wokeness. And the subject of his wokeness right now will be, well, it's complicated, so I'm going to let him describe it. So um, I was talking about this at dinner the other night. I was, you know, I saw someone online say, you know, they were, so they were talking about how it's looking like the Democratic Party might nominate Mike Bloomberg. And they said, you know, it sucks that the Democratic Party is going to nominate Mike Bloomberg. He's probably the only exception to vote blue no matter who. And the first, my first reaction to that was, you should, I mean, that sucks. Like, we shouldn't, like, by not voting for, you know, Mike Bloomberg, that's like half voting for Donald Trump. But I thought more about it, and I kind of realized I had a point, which is that um, a lot, if you're like me, you've noticed that the, um, you know, the Democratic Party is nominated like, a lot of corporate, you know, very corporate Democrats, you know, like Hillary Clinton uh, in the last election, and now it's looking like they're going to nominate Mike Bloomberg. Now, if you're like me, like, Mike Bloomberg is, would be, like, a terrible president. Like, he's, like, had, a, like, a really bad track record, you know. He supported stop and frisk, which was terrible. Um, and I would really hate to see him become president, especially since he's, you know he's basically buying his way into the election. He's, he's a billionaire, and that's, like, the only reason. He's, like, buying all these, you know, he's buying all these opportunities for himself. Um, it's kind of disappointing to see that the Democratic Party is going that way. So I kind of get what they were getting at, is that if you, you know, let's say vote for a third party, like, maybe that means that Trump will win. 
which is not good. But I think long term, maybe it means that the Democratic Party stops nominating corporate Democrats. Um, I'm a Bernie person myself. I'm a, um, I think that he's the ideal candidate, and I think that he represents the, the desires of most people. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, going into this election, I thought it was going to be clear that, like, Bernie was going to get nominated if it wasn't, for, if it wasn't Joe Biden. But now that Mike Bloomberg is in the race, it kind of makes me question what needs to be done to ensure that the Democrats um, nominate a candidate that people, that, you know, that people like, that people want to vote for, and that's not just an alternative. Because I would hate to see, you know, I, w- I would hate to see for, you know, it to be a, you know, the Republican Party to be a right-leaning party and then the Democratic Party to be a centrist party. That would be like, that would totally be bad. Because in the future, you know, even if this election goes red, it would be awful to have in the future, like, no left politi- left poli- left-wing politicians on the ballot. So I can't say definitively, like, that's the correct, you know, course of action if you are voting in this election. I've been rambling for quite some time. Um, I, I just don't want to, co- I, w- I don't want to, you know, I want to cover all my bases. Of course, don't vote for Donald Trump. But I mean, I think that maybe some action needs to be taken to prevent the Democrats from, you know, not looking out for everyone's best interest or Democratic You don't want like a fascist Democrat candidate. It would suck. Like, because it would, it would be, I, my fear is that if like we affirm like Mike Bloomberg, like that's okay. It's okay for like, it's okay for some like a court, like a billionaire who's had like a terrible, you know, track record to just buy his way into the Democratic nomination. I would hate for like, I would hate for the Democratic voters to uh, like, I'll throw their support behind that. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I think that's sending the party the wrong message. And that is the conclusion of Wolfgang Bertner's wokeness on this subject. Feel free to write in with, or write in, or phone in with your requests of his woke opinion on any subject. Okay, bye. That's funny. Good job, buddy. I don't know. I felt like I was.